So, Doctor, for your information, we have collected a few questions from students regarding our topic for today. So, Hi. I would like to give you the first question: um, Can the design of a product attract someone's buying behavior? Of course, yeah. In uh, human factors, ergonomics, this is what we call as hedonomics. Yeah, H-E-D-O-N-O-M-I-C-S. Yeah, so hedonomics, or simply, it is a a concept that we call as product pleasure. Yeah, product pleasure. So people can be attracted to a design, hence, you know, by the product in three ways. Yeah, first, based on how they expect products and system to function and how they expect to interact with them yeah uh, this is what we call as visceral design yeah uh, so for for example uh, yeah so for for example the pro, uh, a person you know is thinking of buying a product yeah and the product looks beautiful the person said oh i am beautiful therefore i want it uh, so, you know, you can see that a lot of us, I, I don't want to mention specific brand, yeah, but in terms of electronic gadgets yeah, and devices, yeah, there is one particular company that is very much established, different from others. Yeah, uh, the others are using Android, this particular company are using specific uh, operating system. Yeah, so it has uh, gained, yeah, garnered a sort of a strong cult a strong uh, loyalty yeah uh, among the uh, customers among the users and because they say yeah among the customers the users say that the product looks beautiful yeah i am beautiful therefore i want it so that is in terms of the first yeah visceral design now second uh, way yeah that we people can attract it to a design yeah is because the developer the designers have made sure that uh, it uh, matches yeah the behavior yeah, the behavior, the cognitive aspect of the user. Yeah, so for example, like, like I say, if I, uh, you know, if I know how to use this design, I know how to use this product, it makes me feel smart, therefore I buy it, therefore I want it. Yeah, uh, so this is what we call as behavior design, yeah, behavioral design. So first study, visceral design based on the beauty, the function. Second is based on the I uh, user know how to use the design. Yeah, it makes me feel smart. Yeah, I rasa pandai lah pakai uh, this new tablet. Uh, so therefore, I want it. Yeah, and the third one. Yeah, uh, in terms of putting some sort of emotion. Yeah, uh, memories. Yeah, that attach to that particular product. So, for example, the user can say, I can tell stories about this design. I can tell stories about this particular product. It has memories with me. Therefore, I want it. So, this is what we call as uh, product pleasure in terms of reflective design. Yeah, for example, if you ask certain people why they stick to a particular electronic devices. Yeah, why they stick into particular um, now electronic devices or electronic things that we are talking about in refrigerator, for example? Yeah, kenapa? You know, our parents, yeah, uh, you know, uh, people, yeah, they tend to uh, buy the same type of brand, yeah, of product, yeah, because they have memory. Yeah, it has memory with them, so therefore they want it, they buy it. So this is what we call yeah product pleasure yeah in or hedonomics in uh, human factors and um, um, ergonomic yeah we focus focuses more on creating pleasure to design and the design caters yeah 
uh, for human emotion. So, tapi adalah juga ya, there are also, uh, you know, several frameworks, yeah, that uh, we focus on when we design a product or service, yeah, for example, uh, the design encourages yeah social interaction yeah uh, the uh, the design also encourage yeah uh, our intellect uh, products yeah uh, or the design uh, align with our moral or religious belief yeah this is uh, what we call as idiopathy yeah? for example because i uh, am uh, supporting uh, you know a green movement yeah i try as much as possible to uh, buy yeah recyclable items yeah i i try to uh, you know uh, buy organic products yeah and so on and so forth and there are also products that appeal to user feeling yeah for example you know sound smell or taste yeah leather products some some people say oh i cannot wear other shoes except for leather shoes for example because it appeals to the user feeling so in that sense yeah I, we can see that the design yeah of the product yeah can attract yeah someone's buying behavior uh, so that is uh, uh some of the nilah yeah memang uh, that uh, something that is what we do yeah uh, and learn in ergonomics yes doctor that is very well explained about how can the design of product attract someone's behavior so mm. i think for the second question and i think it is related to the first question earlier mm -hmm. a student asked does applying psychology concepts that could manipulate customers or buyers into buying a considered to buy into buying i mean mm -hmm. into buying be considered as legal and ethical since people are not aware of it now we have to understand yeah uh, psychological and behavioral principles have been used in product development product design and marketing for ages yeah they memang we we have or we have to understand that it had they the these principles have been used yeah uh for ages in all sorts of um you know way yeah in the marketing advertisement and production yeah of uh, things now things that are immoral may not be illegal what is legal is not necessarily uh what they can say immoral and what is immoral is not necessary it be illegal uh, you have to understand that yeah for example yeah persuasive techniques yeah that we learn in social psychology class yeah compliance yeah foot in the door door in the face all that yeah uh, actually are some of the many uh, psychological concepts that have been used yeah in design yeah in making people buying things in people in marketing things and so on and so forth and we can we do understand that there are you know, uh, you know, but you can say this concept, these principles have been used to persuade, yeah, people to manipulate you, uh, like you say, yeah, to manipulate customers to buy into the, uh, to buy the product. So I think, but to say, like I said, yeah, to say that they are illegal, yeah, or they are, they are illegal is, is a quite strong. It's a strong claim. And you can see that, yeah, nowadays, yeah, there are lots of efforts, yeah, to institutionalize, uh, social media platforms, yeah. For example, uh, when, yeah, because in terms of their design, yeah, they are the one who impose lots of changes, yeah, and changing pe people behavior, yeah, in during the platform. So this, although they are not buying, not, not so far, uh, sort of like a straightforward uh, buying or selling things 
product yeah but they have changed the um user's behavior uh and uh, quite a lot like i said yeah they got a lot of efforts nowadays to try to uh, put some sort of limit yeah some sort of uh rules yeah impose rules and laws for them but it is still a long way um macam jauh lagi lah perjalanan the journey is still long lah to institutionalize to legalize to uh, make it uh, uh, some sort of rules or law in that sense yeah but what i can say is that yeah what i can say is that uh, all of us who have yeah the knowledge yeah of uh, these uh, behavioral psychological principles and skills together with our own values yeah we ourselves can and should adopt yeah a socially responsible design solution yeah not only design solution but also in terms of marketing in terms of uh, selling our product and so on and so forth so this solution yeah does not only fulfill a specific audience but can also you know match yeah the values that we have yeah can also uh, adhere to the cultural to the uh, religion to the social uh, aspect yeah of the communities that we are dealing with so kita lah yeah i think uh, we as the psychology advocates yeah psychology students graduates later on yeah and, and also those who have this kind of knowledge and skills we are the one should be able to use this uh, psychological concept yeah and behavioral principles yeah with responsibility yeah uh, maksud katanya it is our job also not to use this concept to manipulate customers bila kita ada lagi kan as for example if we are the one who do the who have the business later on kita pula the one who the key player yeah that um, use this uh, persuasion techniques to manipulate uh, people uh, tu tak boleh i think we should use it with high social responsibility so i hope i have answered your question Yes, thank you very much, Doctor, for the second question and the second answers. So I think we're moving to the last question for today's talk. So one of the students wishes to know, as a psychology major, how do we decide on what to take for our applied subject as it will determine our job scope in the future? Is it based on our interest or capability? Because some of us have an interest in something but are not capable of doing it. And sometimes we have the capability but have no interest in doing it. So yeah, it becomes boring. So how should we choose the right applied psychology subject that suits our interest and capability? Now, I would advise yeah, everyone, students, yeah, if you are not sure yet what you want to do, yeah, which one you can do, which one you want to major and so on and so forth, I would advise uh, everyone to try one from each stream. Try one, yeah. Try clinical, try IO, try uh, sports, try uh, counseling or whatever. Try, yeah. One from each stream. Yeah, students are required to take elective uh, psychology courses, isn't it? Yeah. So why not take one from each stream? From there, you can identify which ones are to your liking and which ones are not. Yeah. For example, I I was one having that particular di uh, dilemma. Yeah. When I was in the uh, fourth year, I tried everything. I even took courses here yeah, from other uh, kuliah yeah but uh, in terms of psychology i took clinical i took io but after i took clinical psychology i know that i i do not want to be in that profession so at least when you take all this you know you try yeah one from each stream you may not know what you want to do but you may know what you do not want to do 
if if you can dapat ya yeah, uh, the kita mungkin tak tahu ya yeah, we may not know what we want to do yet but we know that this is not something that I want to do for the rest of my life uh, so it, that is what I found lah you know, when I studied now having said that then I also advise that before there is passion yeah there must be first interest and then belief and then ability after that Insyaallah, success will be achieved. So once you have explored, yeah, the courses, ask yourself, yeah, out of all these courses, or before, even before, when you want to select, yeah, the uh, applied subjects, yeah, like what you said, yeah, out of all these courses, which one interests you, yeah, uh, what are you are you good at, what are you not comfortable with. Yeah, what can you make a living doing? Yeah, if you uh, think about your future, yeah, in your ni apa yang nak buat nanti? So think about yourself. Uh, what you want to do? Yeah, in, uh, after you graduate. Yeah, what can you make a living doing? And most importantly, do you believe in yourself? Yeah, uh, do you believe in yourself doing th that thing in the future, even if and when others don't? Kalau orang kata ya, friends kata, oh tak yalah ni benda susah. So now, but but if you really really believe in yourself, yeah, really believe in yourself, that you you will put your effort, you put your heart and your mind into it. And so it doesn't really matter if and when others don't believe you. So I hope, yeah, uh, this is something yeah that. You know can help uh, give some idea lah yeah on or for the students yeah on how to make a decision yeah to take which uh, applied subject that they want to take so try first yeah why not you are at the uh, you know during our undergraduate degree we are allowed to make mistake yeah we are allowed yeah to uh, try several options yeah? because this is what the uh, what you can say the objective of undergraduate with uh, psychology yeah become a generalist learn uh in general about the particular area and once you find yeah that that one thing that you feel interested in yeah what you are good at uh, and then you can move to masters yeah where you are going to be uh, uh do a more specialization about courses in that particular area i uh, i hope i have answered that uh question saila Yes, thank you, Doctor. I think that has perfectly answered the student's question and also my curiosity as well. And I will certainly take your advice for my upcoming pre-registration in the <laughs> applied, uh, applied subjects because, yeah, as a fourth-year student, we are very concerned about what to take for mm. our applied subjects. And yes, before we end our episode today, uh, any last advice or words for our listeners, Doctor, or maybe... A few Islamic perspective points that you want to highlight or pinpoint regarding our topic today. Right. Uh, I would like again. I, I would like to thank you, yeah, uh, Star, for uh, you know inviting me to this particular session. So when we talk about uh, human factors and ergonomy, I want because I want to bring back yeah uh, the uh, to make the conclusion about our topic for today. How psychology is uh, can be applied in business, workplace, and organization, especially in terms of HFE, yeah, human factor and ergonomics and the design. Uh, I can we can see that yeah uh, Islam also have uh, an overarching yeah principles when we talk about the design of product design of a uh, system designs of processes yeah so uh, in islamic design principles it we always consider the totality of the system 
yeah, totality of the system. For example, we look at more on the principles of the design. What are the principles that underlying the design? Is it Tauhid? Is it what, what, you know, the oneness of God, right? And the methodology used that in the design process, yeah, methodology used in the Design process, whether you know, are we using the uh, you know materials, yeah, the materials that are halal, yeah, uh, in the in the design process. That case, halal. Whether you want to design a product, whether you do you do want to design a system, a process, are you using you know and encouraging people to to bribe? Yeah, uh, to get that particular, uh, uh, to to come up with that particular design. So, kalau macam tu, even the product that is good. Yeah, masjid for example but if the processes the method to develop or to create and the masjid is wrong then it is it, it is not considered fulfilling yeah the islamic design principles right and then of course the material use the form and structure confirm yeah to the uh, islamic design principles as well as the attitude yeah motives yeah uh, and then um you know the worldview of the people involved in the system what are the interaction uh, of the interaction of people inside yeah using the uh, who are going to use the product who are going to use the system who are going to do use the processes yeah uh, also also play an important role now uh, um human factor research here yeah, conducted in countries yeah with uh, predominantly muslim uh, citizen muslim people is still very limited yeah and you can see that you know uh, the geographical climatic economic sociocultural and technological condition of these countries are unique yeah from the countries of origin of the product system and processes so in other words there are lots of design yeah there are lots of principles ergonomic principles that have been developed in uh, western countries yeah in developed countries they are different yeah from you know uh, may not meet the need yeah of countries with predominantly muslims yeah uh, people so therefore at this point i can say that yeah uh, it is necessary to specify the factors that are specific to islamic countries uh, that cause problem uh, and require ergonomic research so this is uh, our tool uh, our um, aspiration uh, so our task now is to you know expand uh, and look at more ergonomic issue from those yeah uh, countries in uh, with uh, predominantly muslim and i think same goes with io yeah industrial and organizational psychology uh, we need more uh, not only research yeah but also uh, application yeah of uh, io in the business setting in the workplace set setting especially in countries like us lah, in developing countries uh, so that is, uh, I think, my uh, last point. Thank you. Thank you very much, Doctor, for your last advices. And Alhamdulillah, we have reached the end of our session and that wraps our podcast today. So may Allah bless our efforts and thank you very much, Doctor Diana. Okay, thank you very much, Saila, yeah, and the rest of uh, Saita team. Thank you, Doctor. So that wraps up today's podcast episode on the topic of psychology in business, workplace, and organization. Well, thank you very much, Doctor, for joining and sharing your knowledge with us today. It's been really interesting. I enjoyed talking with you. I think we gained a lot from your sharing. I hope that we all can share and spread this knowledge to other people as well. Do not forget to fill in the attendance form that will be provided at, at Sykstar IRUM IGTV's description. So everyone, stay tuned for our next episode, which will be discussing another interesting topic in psychology. I am Saila Fikriya, your host for today. Thank you for listening and Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.